Welcome back to another episode of the Forging Better Humans podcast. I am your host, Jarl Drever. Um, we talked last week uh, about some quotes and different things that we put on the wall. I want to kind of bring in a new one that we put on the wall the other day. Yes, I am not the originator of some of these quotes. Sometimes it is. Sometimes I am. But there's a lot of really cool cats out there that I like to uh, use their work at too that uh, help inspire me. So... Jocko put out one, uh, you have to do the work. You have to hold the line and you have to make it happen. I think that the, the key word in there the entire time is you, right? Um, when I put it on the wall, I actually underlined you and do and you and hold and you and make, right? Those things were the, that's where the most impact is in those phrases. It's all about you. So you can come and work with teams and do different things, but Ultimately, it's on you. It's your goal. It's your journey. You have to embrace it and you need to stay on the path and you need to be reaching out and looking for more to do to make sure that you stay on that path. Right. So there's a ton of things out there, like we talked about in the last podcast that are conspiring to distract you from your goals, whatever your goal is, whether it's losing weight, gaining weight, whether it's uh, lean muscle mass, whether it's performance, whether it's a better job, better relationship. I don't know what those things are that that your goals are, that you're using Iron Legion's training systems to get you there, um, but we're here to help. But there's a ton of things outside and you can listen to the last podcast about those things that are super distracting to those goals. Um, work schedules, family routines, old habits, friends, shit like that, that always get in the way that seem to interfere with uh, our journey to that ultimate goal. Um, but the biggest one that I want to talk about today is injury. So injuries is, is really common, um, especially in a sport related fitness like CrossFit or any type of fitness, really anything where you're doing any type of physical activity, you're going to run the risk of getting hurt once in a while. It's how you react to those injuries that define you and as how are you, how much longer it's going to take for you to get to that particular goal. Right. So if I'm going to go back, I want to take you back way, way back uh, in my twenties. Right. So I'm 47 now. Um, I was in my early twenties and I was working construction everywhere. I was surrounded by iron workers, millwrights. We we're always installing heavy machinery all over the place. There's welding, fire, cranes, heavy, I mean, just everything. All right. So our construction environments were pretty intense. The, um, but what I learned early on in the trades was, you know, I don't like being told what to do to this day. I own my own business for the pure and simple fact is I don't like people telling me what to do. So what did I recognize super early on when I was about 16, 17 years old, when I really started working hard, um, I started to realize that the harder I worked, not only did my bank account increase, which is a nice to me, secondary thing. The primary thing that I found that I liked the most, the harder that I worked, the less people fucked with me, the less that people would get into my business, the less people would tell me how to do shit. Right. So if I could go out to the field, grab my tools and start working on something and do my job and do it well, I typically didn't get a lot of interference from upper management, foremans and superintendents, project managers, different things like that would tend to just kind of leave Drever alone because he knows what the fuck he's doing. Right. Not knowing that inside of me, I recognize that as a part of me that I really liked um, and I didn't like people around me. So what I knew early on was that I needed to gain as much skill as I could possibly gain and learn as much as I could from mirroring and mimicking people out there in the field so that I could take on more and more stuff 
so that I could have less and less people fucking with me. Right. So that alone allowed me to start cruising up the ranks, becoming a foreman super early, becoming a uh, superintendent, moving up into general superintendent. Those types of things came through the fact that I didn't like being told what to do. And I would actually go out, seek out the knowledge that I can any way that I could, most of it on the job to make sure that I was always the top in my field. So I'm 20 years old, early 20s. I'm in Texas. I'm on a project. We're three floors up. The walls aren't even on this building. We had a crane moving in a piece of equipment uh, that got it up to the third floor. They set it up there and then we had to pick it up with big fork trucks from that point and then move it over into this giant sub base. And this sub base, I mean, pictures probably... 10, 12 foot high, and it's made out of 12 inch I-beam, a big frame that's all sitting up in the air. And we got ladders all the way around it. And we're moving this. We've got this fork truck coming in and we can only get the fork truck in so far. Now, these drives typically weigh anywhere between eight to 10,000 fucking pounds. They're really, really heavy. So we got two fork trucks on either end trying to negotiate this giant piece of equipment in. So our plan was to actually skid it on the sub base and allow it to slide into home base, essentially. So we had a little frame system built up so we could kind of bump the or hit the gas on the fork trucks, bump it a little bit and then slide it across the steel and it would slide over. And then we would move it the rest of the way with smaller pieces of equipment until we could get it squared up on the base. Right. Well, lo and behold, this giant sub base is, or this giant piece of equipment is sliding across the sub base hits the frames that we put up to stop it from sliding and the frames fucking fell off right i've got two guys on a ladder but i am on the one side where it's coming right towards me so i'm about eight feet in the air up on this ladder this frame pops loose i jump off of the ladder right the only thing you can do this thing's gonna crush you so i jump and not only did i jump i jumped far so I jumped super far away from the sub base as it's coming in. It didn't fall off. It only slid out about six more inches, but had it have slid any further, it probably could have tipped. So that's what I was worried about. So I jumped. When I landed, I completely rolled my ankle, flipped my foot all the way up until it touched my shin, tore a bunch of muscles and ligaments in my foot. It was really, really bad. Ended up with stone bruises on the bottom of my heel. Um, luckily, it was a Thursday. So it was, I imagine, it, I think it was a Thursday. Went into the doctor. Didn't claim it on workman's comp um, for the sole important reason was I didn't want anybody telling me that I couldn't go back to work. Not. And again, at the end of the day, it wasn't about money. The money was nice, but there was stuff that I was learning. There was a journey that I was on and I couldn't take an injury like that to stop that. Right. Most people would have taken that two, three, six weeks time off and just sit at home, work, get their workman's comp and then go back to work. I could not stomach that thought process. And I'm just telling you one story of many, right? Where I've had opportunities like this happen, or I call them opportunities because they typically are. I had to relearn how to walk with that injury to make it look like I wasn't hurt. I had to relearn how to move properly with that. I had to rehab that thing so I could get back to work as quickly as possible. So by Monday, I was back on the job. No one was actually surprised that I was back on the job. But at the same time, they're like, why not? Why not stay home? Man, I've got shit to learn. I've got goals and I've got places I have to go. A few years later, sports, right? I'm, uh, I loved wakeboarding. I loved snowboarding. I loved all those types of things. And I always wanted to be the best at those as well. So same kind of tactic. I would want to absorb as much information as I could. And I would ride with some of the best riders, try to learn what I could from all those guys, go to different camps, and I was out, uh, my brother and I were out in Kentucky one time and we were on Lake Taylorsville in Kentucky. 
And I think we were practicing 360s early, early on, early wakeboard days. So we're practicing 360s. And I'm coming across the wake, you know, when you're on a wakeboard and, and you're up in the air and, you know, when you're coming across that wake, you're probably going 30, 40 miles an hour when you hit the wake. Um, I hit that thing. I'm spinning. I caught the other edge and I caught an edge on that 360 and I didn't let go. Like it fully extended my arm all the way out. I didn't let go of the rope and it ripped all of the, um, the, um, the nerve endings all through my forearm popped them veins exploded. I had these nasty balls of blood and vein tendons and all kinds of shit all in my forearm, right? Nasty. So we get up and I'm just, I wanted to make sure that my wrist hurt, uh, still worked, went to the hospital and they're like, you can't do this anymore. You need to get off of that. It's a stupid sport. You don't need to be doing that, that type of shit. The next weekend I was back on the boat. I needed to learn. So what I did then is I just learned 360s from the other side. Instead of having to grab the handle on the right, I started to work grabbing the handle on the left until I could rehab that right hand side because I had goals. I had to stay in the game. I have to keep going. I have to keep moving forward. So the injuries don't necessarily stop me. What they've typically done in the past is they've given me opportunities to learn things about myself, workarounds and different things like that, and letting myself know inside that I'm going to be okay. I am in control and I can handle this, right? I don't let injuries set me back. So my most recent one snapped my collarbone this year. This year, in the beginning of the year in January, I broke my collarbone. I never realized how much of your structural body hangs off of your collarbone. Holy shit, you can't do a whole lot, right? So I love to train. I love strongman. I love CrossFit. I love powerlifting. I love weightlifting. I love jujitsu, like all the different things that I like. I'm a very active person. So when I snapped the collarbone, I had that same mentality that I've always had. Well, I'm going to work around this. No big fucking deal, right? So I came in and I found out really quick, your collarbone controls your arms, your, your whole upper body. So anything that you grab, right? Whether it's on the right or the left, it doesn't matter. Structurally, it, it holds up a lot of equipment. So it was a big like, oh shit, what am I going to do? So I had to take a step back and learn and talk to my uh, my buddy who's an ortho here in town and, and, you know, came up with a training program to work around that shoulder or that uh, that collarbone. So there's been numerous other injuries that I've had out there that, you know, I've always looked at as challenges and opportunities to maybe take a step back and learn a little bit more about myself, learn more about accessories, maybe try other modalities for a little while, come back and other modalities. What I would mean is something like this would be, um, you know, if you're doing Olympic weightlifting and everything's overhead and you've snapped your collarbone, maybe what we're going to work on right now is some low body stuff, right? So we're going to focus on a lot of uh, sled drags from the waist. So we're going to do a lot of um, uh, uh, bar back squats and different things like that that aren't going to cause a lot of like upper body or shoulder rotation type shit, right? So you're learning other things. You're just making shifts so that eventually you can come back and return to all the other things that you love. But in the meantime, you might find out that you love other things as well. So why am I telling you all these stories? I'm telling you all these stories because we had a podcast not too long ago about stop signs, right? People are always, always looking for stop signs, especially when you're working on a training system that's as hard as ours. You come to Iron Legion as a new person. You come in here. We've never met you before. You walk through the doors. You first thing you want to do is ask what the price is. You try to equate it to a Planet Fitness. 
Uh, you try to make it like a gold's gym. And it, you, when you walk in here, you find out very fucking quickly, this is not planet fitness and this is not gold's gym. We actually care about where you're going and it's fucking hard here. And we're going to do hard things because hard things fucking work. And we push hard things and that attracts people with a hard mentality. Sometimes it takes you about six weeks to get that through your fucking skull. And at about that six weeks point is when you start really seeking out those stop signs. You're like, man, this is fucking difficult. I really don't want to go in and quit. Um, I need to come up with a real excuse. I need to come up with something, a stop sign, right? My family, this, my time, my work schedule, this. We talked about all this before. But then the most famous one is always, oh, I twisted my knee or I pulled a muscle or I broke an ankle or I did whatever. Whatever that particular injury is, whether it's related to your training here or outside, and it's like, I need to take a break. When I need you, the reason I told those stories is when you're standing in front of me and you're telling me that you might have pulled a little twinge in your knee and you can no longer move forward and you need to put your membership on hold and I don't see you for three months because you're fucking rehabbing a little muscle pull, it's disgusting. Um, just to hear that because the stuff that I do to drive myself forward and the stuff that I see other people here in the gym to drive themselves forward, they won't, that kind of an injury doesn't even fucking equate to them. They're like, oh, okay, we're going to move around. We're going to try something else. We're going to keep moving forward. So I've got somebody that, you know, I've got a, a low back issue or a knee issue and I'm going to take everything off. Or I've got, let's just say I've got one single wrist issue, injury. My wrist got a little strain from, let's just say, for example, uh, squat cleans. I got a little strain in my wrist. I'm going to take, I'm going to take four weeks off and let that heal. That's so detrimental to your forward progress. When you have an entire body that we can still move, we can still be doing air squats. We can still do back squats. We can do one handed uh, kettlebell swings. There's so much shit that you can do, but. Because we're all looking for these stop signs, we're looking for these ways out, we look at it and we go, oh, I'm going to grab onto that wrist injury and, and tell you I'm injured. I can no longer move forward. Man, that shit doesn't fly. With top performers, that shit doesn't fly. If you want to be better, if you actually have a goal that you're pushing towards, you've got to find workarounds. You have to find ways to stay in that game, right? Um, the last thing you want, right? I don't want any of the stories that I'm telling. I could have taken any of those stories that I told you in the beginning, any one of those single stories, and I could be that old, fat, out of shape, piece of shit guy at the bar that you see on the weekends telling that one single story, that one Al Bundy story that he has. But that guy is just fucking out of shape, depressed, divorced, fat, just living a miserable fucking life. But he had that one fucking moment and then he grabbed onto that stop sign and he decided, I don't want to do anything else with my life. I don't want to be that fucking person. I don't want you to be that person, right? I need you guys to grab onto this, right? Grab onto this idea that that goal should be driving you. You should be finding ways around it. So you twisted your fucking ankle. Big deal. Big fucking deal. People twist their fucking ankles every single day. You can work around things like that. There's a ton of other things. Movement is rehab. Movement is life and movement will heal you. Stopping everything just because you got one little injury is such a weak way out. Stop looking for stop signs, right? The, um, the way I look at that, a lot of you think I'm pointing fingers at you. I am. 
But when you come up to me and you bring me excuses like that, they're strugglers and they're settlers. Greg Wall said it best. They're strugglers and they're settlers. A struggler is going to fight and move forward, whatever it takes. That goal drives that struggler forward, and that struggler is going to go and go and go, and he's going to quietly pursue that goal. He will navigate the streams the way that he needs to navigate them, but he's going to fucking get there. But a settler will find a reason why they can't move forward, right? A settler is going to say, my kids, I can't make it to the gym. My ankle, I can't make it to the gym. My this, I can't make it to the gym or I can't continue this healthy lifestyle or I can't do these particular things. It's such an asinine way of looking at things, man. So I really want you guys to think about that next time you run into something and you're like, you know what? I was on this healthy lifestyle path, gym, training, nutrition, these types of things. I need to take a break for a minute. Why? Why do you need to take a break for a minute? Are you a struggler? Are you struggling to move forward? Are you settling? Are you settling because the noise is too loud? Are you settling because you have somebody in your fucking ear telling you how long are you going to be doing that fitness thing? How long are you going to be eating like that, right? Are you settling because somebody's in your fucking ear and you're looking for that little injury thing? You know damn well. You know damn fucking well that you can do an air squat without your wrist. You know it. You know damn well that you can move 80% of your body around whatever that particular injury is. You just don't fucking want to. You want us to look at you and go, oh, it's okay. You're injured. Take a break. You ain't going to get that here, guys. You're not. I am going to find a way to keep you in the game because I've done it myself. And I've done it myself over and over and over. And I can tell you, probably 90% of the time, my injuries were worse than yours. I don't want to sound cocky or egotistical, but there was some nasty shit I've gone through in my life. And I've rehabbed it over and over and over. So I know the process. I know the mental fucking task. I know the anguish that it takes. I know the the length of time that it takes to rehab things. But if you stay in the game and you keep blood pumping to those injuries, you keep body moving, your recovery time will be so much faster. Use me. Use the Iron Legion staff. Anytime that you get hurt, you've got to let us know. We can build workarounds right away. And not using those workarounds, ignore those at your peril, right? I have plenty of people who get hurt, put their membership on hold, come back in, decide that they're going to work out in the corner because they don't want to bother the coaches. They want to work out in the corner and do their own little workout, to which I say, oh, great, you're rehabbing an injury and you don't want anybody to watch you. You want to literally hide in the fucking corner and continue to fuck yourself up without any professional eyes on you, none whatsoever. As a matter of fact, some of you go to other lesser gyms that cost less money while you're hurt so that you can rehab in the corner, realize, not realizing that you're completely fucking up the movements. You're over favoring one side. You're causing more problems. Guys, you have a professional staff here that actually cares. Take advantage of it. Find gyms out there. There are plenty of gyms out there that have staffs that care, right? If it's a money machine or a super cheap place, they probably don't give a shit, right? Look for and talk to owners. Look for and talk to staff. How do they care about you? Do they want to make sure that you you move forward? Get with people that give a shit, right? They're going to help you get forward. You have to do the work, right? You have to hold the line and you have to make it happen. We're here to help. I can't tell you how many times I've sat here and seen the joy and wonder in their eyes when they sign up and they do their first CrossFit workout. And they're like, holy shit, I found something. And only to watch that go away over time because of noise and distraction and then start searching for that stop sign. 
but it's up to you to make sure that that line is held. I'm going to help you hold that line the best that I can, but I don't go with you to your job. I don't go with you home. I don't go with you to your family outings, different things like that. You have to hold that line. You have to make it happen. You have to remember these goals are yours. They're not mine. I'm just here to help you. So I hope that helps guys when it comes to injury, those types of things. Don't be shy. Come and talk to me. I've been there a million times before. I know how to get around it. I know how to navigate around it. And I've got a staff of people here. And I've also got a staff of people outside of the gym, orthos and different things like that, that I know that are very, very well-versed in creating workarounds and doing things to keep our members in the game and keep you guys all moving forward to get healthy, stronger, forged as better humans. That's the episode. And we're out. Cool.